Good morning, heart and soul, and welcome to our Sunday celebration service. Today is Sunday, November 28th. My name is Deb Kersey, and I'm a licensed practitioner and proud founding member at Heart and Soul. And I am delighted to welcome you this morning. I'm here to let you know about the ways you can be engaged at Heart and Soul, and I will include any immediate calls to action that we have coming up that we need you to be aware about. After this, we will focus inward for our devotional. Our inspirational service will begin immediate, immediately following our devotional time. We encourage you to visit our website, heartsoulcenter.org. This is where you can find everything heart and soul, especially more about ways to be engaged in our Monday night book study of Around the Year with Emmett Fox and how to access prayer, podcasts, and videos. I want to remind you that you can give at any time on our website. We have an opportunity to give in community today, but you do not have to wait for that. You can give via text or by going to our website, heartsoulcenter.org give. We are still getting fit with gratitude and motion. We are closing out November, and you can join us Monday and Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We will continue in December, and you can be in motion with us Monday through Saturday via Zoom. Details can be found in the weekly recap. This week, Imagining Justice is back with Sacred Conversations, a heart full of love with heart and soul's health and well-being circle. The IJ experience begins at 6.15 with meditation. The Art and Science of Spiritual Mind Treatment begins this Tuesday, November 30th. The class will be facilitated by our Prayer and Care Village co-leads, Dr. Felicia Williams-Cozy, Practitioner Robert Williams, and Miss Sheila Smith. Students will attend three classes, then take a holiday break, and then return for the final five classes. You can register at heartsoulcenter.org slash SMT2021. Tuition is $245, and today is the last day to register. So get in there and get your registration completed. We have limited edition Heart and Soul 12th anniversary t-shirts honoring the ultimate dreamer and our matron saint, Mother Harriet Tubman, for sale by pre-order. To order, visit heartsoulcenter.org slash anniversary t-shirt. And today's musical inspiration is our own founding minister of music, Emerita, and resident artist, Brannis McKenzie, right? And she is ably accompanied by music maker extraordinaire, David Dupart. We are blessed to have them with us this morning. And now... I will guide us through our devotional. Our devotional is our time to invoke our community vision, statement together, center ourselves by spending about five minutes in stillness, and then anchor ourselves with prayer. Our vision statement is our opportunity to declare our intention to the world. It speaks to who we are and how we operate. So this is our time to recite, our recite and declare our intention together. We are a loving and compassionate 
world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be loved and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people and together we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet. And so it is. Beloved, even as we have centered ourselves in our vision, let us take this opportunity to also center ourselves in stillness. Wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is a safe and sacred space. So if you are willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyelids to close and relax into this sacred moment. Join me by taking a deep, conscious breath. Breathe in and release with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of the oneness with spirit and its ever-availability as a guide and source of inner peace, love, and clarity, regardless of outer circumstances. As we enter the stillness, continue to focus on your breath, and I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously.
So let us sink deeper into the silence, into this very moment of now, recognizing God, the living spirit almighty, the strong one, that which is infinite intelligence, the creative life force back of all things. I am so very grateful to know that God is all there is and I am one with God. Each of us is one with God. Our very breath being a constant reminder of the gift of life. And so I, Deb Kersey, speak my word on behalf of my beloved heart and soul community and bless this service. Knowing that it unfolds wholly, perfectly, and completely, that it is already done in the mind of God. And so I give thanks. I give thanks. I give thanks for technology that allows us to bring this morning's service into the hearts and homes of all who are watching and listening. I give thanks for the many hands that make light this work. I give thanks for the teams that are on site and behind the scenes, those who are virtual, that make this work easy. We all work in tandem to make and deliver a top-notch service. I give thanks for the board of trustees who manage the business affairs of heart and soul and for the practitioners who pray without ceasing. I give thanks for our very own Reverend Dr. Andriette Earl for her continuous yes and her willingness to be the one. And most of all, I give thanks for Heart and Soul Center of Life, not only for being a world-class teaching and empowerment ministry, but for being a beacon of light in the world for a time such as this. So with a loving heart and a grateful mind, I release this word into the infinite activity of law, knowing that it is already done, it is done well, because it is done in God. I accept this as so and allow it to be now and forevermore. And so it is. Good morning, heart and soul. Thank you, Deb Kersey, for, uh, dare I say, doing all the things this morning, <laughs> just um, both roles. And in fact, we, we often, um, you know, we've spent a year, almost two years, um, with, a, with a bubble of a staff. And so we're at a point where we're expanding our service crew. And we're not quite there yet. So be in prayer, but also be willing to volunteer to help. <laughs> so it's, it's both things. So do the spiritual work and then do the, the action piece of it as well. So that as we uh, open in earnest, we have all of the support that we need and desire I'm giving thanks for my brother, 
Reverend Amon, who has been with, well, was with us literally um, last week and was with us virtually the week before. Just grateful for the teaching, and my prayer is that you are too, that you opened your heart and were receptive to his message. And um, so I'm going to to tag back, if you will, um, to what Reverend Amon brought us, his lesson in truth. Last, well, that's how it began, lesson in truth. And then last week, his part two was entitled, Evolution of Consciousness, Metaphysics and New Thought, What It Is. And so I'm really going to tag back from that, just moving into uh, using some of what he offered us and, you know, just doing with it what I'm given to do. So I want to begin with John 8, which he brought us from... um, certainly verse 32, but I want to begin with 31, where uh, it's written that uh, Yeshua said to those Judeans who trusted in him, if you will continue in my word, which essentially means if you continue with the practice, if you continue believing, if you continue knowing what we've been doing, what I've taught, then you are truly my disciples. You are truly the ones to continue this work. And then verse 32, which is where he landed, Amon that is, and you will know the truth. And that truth, I've added the truth that you know, will set you free. And I think sometimes we're not crystal clear about that because that's a phrase that we bandy about. And I think some folks who say it don't even know that it's scripture-based. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, that depends if it's the truth that you know. And knowing is different than just having said or having heard someone say. And sometimes we are sloppy with language. We'll say no, but what we really mean, I think I heard that somewhere. And that's not knowing. The truth that will set you free is the one you know. Dare I say like you know your own name, all y'all's names. I mean, you know what I mean, because some of us got multiple names. And so it's the, but whatever that is, it's, it's written in the core of our being. You know, I've often, off point, but I can't resist it, um, I've, when you see the story, the documentaries about the folks who have hidden under other identities. You know, they've been on the lamb, for example, or they some, somehow they have assumed another identity. And even when people have seen them and said, Paul, you know, I'm just thinking my neck would snap. But there's something that they have done. I'm on point, it turns out. There is something that they have done in their own conscious awareness. So they're not answering to Paul. Paul no longer. Are you following the way I'm doing this? So the the birth identity, the government name, if you will, or the old government name, because they've had all that change by now, was Paul. And so someone sees them, recognizes Paul from high school, not knowing that he's now George. 
But Paul has done the inner work so that nothing in him turns or responds to that. Oh, there's a lesson for us. There's a lesson for us that I didn't even know I had come to bring about us so consciously and intentionally accepting a new awareness so that we can't even be trapped into responding to the old. And I'm no longer talking about just names. I'm talking about what, has, what we think has happened or what we think hasn't happened or wherever we would land in a place of less than-ness. That this gives us an opportunity to do our inner work in a way where we are not available to the old. Oh, you better ask somebody. Yes, that it's all happening. But we are, my mother would say, like water off a duck's back. That none of it sticks. So it's the truth that you know. That you absolutely know. Often in scripture it talks about eating it. Sometimes that that's the way it's described, that you eat the thing. And the idea with that is that you have ingested it fully and it becomes part of you. That's what we're talking about in knowing, that you have so taken this on that it is a part of who you are, an aspect of your being. It's no longer separate something you heard, something, I think I know something about that. See, that's not knowing. In knowing, you absolutely get that. You got it, yes. My water, please. Pardon me. Reverend Amon also said to us, oh, now don't do me like this. (laughs) Okay. Pardon me. The onus, I'm going to need the other one. I'm sorry. This one's been sitting there for a few days. (laughs) When I felt it, I thought, there's no way I'm drinking that. Pardon me. Forgive me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Reverend Amon said to us, that the onus for learning and demonstrating truth principles is on the student. And it's important that I, that I tag back to that because often, I think as a teacher and certainly as a preacher, I can almost feel the responsibility that folks want me to take for whatever they're up to. I mean, not like in a real personal way. It's almost like in a global way. Like, what do you mean? You know what I meant. You know, and I'm not saying that in a, well, maybe. I'm, I'm saying it in a way that you know that that's true. That sometimes the, the, the game that we play to, to get us to free ourselves from our personal responsibility is a refusal to understand. Is a refusal to understand. So we just, we keep asking questions. And can you give me an example? It's more like, what example can you offer? 
in your own life. Because there's nothing about universal principle that is beyond your understanding. Never has been, never will be, is not now. And so for anybody who's not getting it, it's almost as if you're running an old program of I'll be better off if I don't get this. And y'all know that program because you know once you get it, you're responsible for living like you know that. And so we're just delaying the inevitable. If I don't get it now, then nobody can hold me responsible for it. But that's not the way the law works. That, don't, that exists nowhere but in your mind. And you're not using your mind for good, by the way. So the idea is to get on in there and take responsibility for getting it. You know, there was a time not that long ago when the only way to get whatever happened in the service was to purchase the CD. <laughs> and before that, the cassettes. But now, it's on YouTube. It lives on YouTube. It lives on Facebook. There's no excuse for any part that you didn't get. Go back and get that part. Sometimes I have to go back and get the part. Because what it might help you to know is that I come here as an open vessel. I don't come like just giving you what I, what I have already written, what I have already uh, learned, if you will. I often have a learning in the moment. Y'all have watched me. Some of you who have been around Heart and Soul for a while, you have seen the bubble pop. You have seen me at the effect of, oh my God, I did not know that before this moment. And so sometimes I have to go back and see what I said, what that was about. And so if there's something that you are resisting getting, work that out. Be willing to go back and go through it. Because what? The onus is on you for you to get it. And we must get it, is the idea. Look, Amon was working from Lessons in Truth and Emily Cady work. I believe one summer we did uh, Lessons in Truth. Yes, yes. So y'all are familiar with it. And just in case you've forgotten, go back and get it. It's not now out of print. Go back and get it. Review. True students are invested in continuous learning. See, I know you took the class. I know you already read the book. Go get it. Put an additional post-it in it. There's not a book that I haven't reread where they haven't added something to it. Like when they put this in here. Because if it had been in there before, I'd already highlighted it. That's how I know it couldn't have been in there before. But here's what I know about us. As we evolve, our understanding evolves. So something else stands out for you that didn't. It wasn't that relevant before. Your life had not produced yet the circumstances that required your connecting those dots. But you're there now. So Emily Cady says this. She says, there is but one source of being. 
there is but one source of being. One source. This source is the living foundation of all good. Be it life, love, wisdom, power, the giver of all good gifts. You want to get on good terms with this. And the, the changing in the terms is not about source. It's about your relationship with source. Do you see the difference? You see, source is. So it's not that we're about to do some work to call source forth. Source is already here. That's how we're here. That's how everything exists. What we are working to do and why we gather on Sundays and Wednesdays and we take the Tuesday classes is so that we can shift our relationship so that we can open ourselves so that we have greater access. Access is there so that we can move into it, so we can feel our way, so we can shift our experience of source, the source of being, our being, all being, yes? She says, you have power to draw on this source for all the good you are, or that ever will be, or that you are capable of desiring. Now, something about that sounds a bit like an infomercial to me. You know, where you, where you get that this is worth your while, where you lean into it, where you see that there's more than one benefit to what's being offered. It's the source of all the good you are or will ever be or are even what? Capable of desiring. That covers it all, doesn't it? It behooves us to be on good terms with this. So in this, what we, our opportunity here to draw on source would be to order our steps, would be to consciously and intentionally acknowledge, as the song says, that the world is ever-changing, but source isn't. So the world is shifting. And some would say, I'm standing on shifting sands. But that's okay because source hadn't moved. <laughs> you know how when, you, when you're going to spin in a circle, they say that what you do is you, you, you get one sight. And you just, no matter how, much, how many times you spin, you're looking always for that. And you keep that. And that keeps you centered and keeps you from getting dizzy and falling out. We might want to try that in our relationship with divine source. Because it hadn't moved. It's still the same. Our intention would be to order our steps in its word. In the way, in the direction, in the infinite possibilities. Yes. All right. And so now I offer you order my steps.
Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, Father, I pray. Order my steps in your word. Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, Father, I pray. Order my steps in your word. Please order my steps in your word. Humbly I ask you, teach me your will. While you are working, help me be still. Fear is busy. But God is real. Order my steps in your word. Order my steps in your word. Write on my tongue that my words are Let the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight to charge of my life both day and night order my steps in your word please order my steps in your word I want to walk worthy
steps in your word. Please order my steps in your word. Please order my steps in your word. Come on, join me. Join with me. Order my steps in your word. Thank you, Brannis. Thank you, David. Thank you. Are y'all are connecting the dots that we're talking about a divine relationship? We're talking about a close relationship. And in that relationship, there is, there is an openness on our part on the human part, because we are consciously and intentionally choosing to, to have a more inclusive relationship. So in our ask, in our affirmation, in our declaration of intention, we're saying, teach me your will. Let me make myself available to a higher order, I know I can do it like I've been doing it. In the words of Howard, Th Dr. Howard Thurman, I could just give as good as I get. What? <laughs> or I could say, teach me thy will. I know there's another way to be with this. I know that there's, help me be still, because <laughs> I'm busy. Oh, I'm busy all the time with whatever they said and what I thought they said and what they didn't say and what I thought they should have said. Oh, I'm busy with all of that. Help me be still. Help me be discerning. You see, because I'm, I'm building a relationship where, where I want, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to shift how I am in this. This is not where you're giving up your divine spirit. This ain't that. This is where you are, are shaping it in an intentional way. Shifting from a place of reactionary. That happened, I just do what I do. I do what I've seen done. Versus having a clear intention to what have my words edify? Have my words add something to the situation circumstance? Have my word be a blessing? Show me how to walk. Show me how to talk. It's, y'all get it, that in this relationship that we're fostering, that we're encouraging, and it's on us because it's available. The door is open. The universe is calling. The opportunity is for us to be responsive, for us to answer with an affirmative, yes, show me, help me. It's very much my prayer and preparation. The, the greatest part 
I think of the preparation for me to bring a Sunday message is the prayer of divine availability to spirit. That I, that I kind of get my own, those of you who, who've known me for a long time and, and watched my ministry evolve, you know that, that for years I fought right before your very eyes where spirit would offer me something to say and I'd be like, no, I got some notes. I, got, I was up all night getting these notes mellow reference right here. I'm not, besides that, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I'm, I, I, know, I know that, but I don't know where this is going. And my fear at the time was if I didn't know where it was going, I wasn't going. But you can tell that you're not going to go a lot of places. Largely, you're going to go where you've been. That's where you're going. If you're going to have to know exactly how that's going to be, you're going to go exactly where you went last time. Because that's the only way. At least that's what I realized. And finally, I just stopped fighting. I just was like, okay, just please don't let me look stupid. Because that was part of my greatest fear, is that I was going to be standing up here on mic looking stupid. Not knowing I probably was already. You know what I mean? If one can look stupid, you probably already look in it. I'm just, I'm, ju I'm just, I'm, I don't know, y'all. Look at here. <laughs> look at here. Let me, let me get back to Emily Katie then, because whoo-wee, I'm just trying to say that in a lesson in truth, we, I kind of felt compelled to tell the whole truth that our fears are often just so unfounded and our fear is not going to protect us from the thing. You know, my fear of looking stupid wasn't going to change whether I was going to look stupid. Someone said our liberty comes from an understanding of the mind and our thoughts of God towards us. This is why this relationship is so important. Because for so many people, their sense of, of not being deserving, of being unworthy, is really linked to their relationship with the divine. They feel like, I've, I've, I've shared many, many times, I'm sure, at least in my own mind I have, that decades ago when I was in another denomination entirely and very actively involved, that there was a recitation that we would do every Sunday. And I was there every Sunday, just about. You know what I mean? I was the under every, I've been churched a long time. And part of that recitation was, I am not so worthy as to gather up the crumbs under that table. And we affirm that all the time. Now, I'm so far removed from it, I can't even tell you what I must have been thinking at the time. But it somehow made sense to who I was then. And I had evolved from someplace else. So that experience in my life, that felt like a higher point than wherever I had been. But there was just a moment. I had already begun studying religious science principles, reading science of mind, and had taken a few classes. <laughs> that particular Sunday, 
I'm standing with the congregation, and I hear me say, I am not so worthy as to gather up the crumbs under thy table. And I don't know what came after that. I remember I sat down, and I had the little book in my hand that we were reciting from, reading from. And I think I held my head in my hands because I couldn't figure out what had happened to me. That I was in a spot now where I was literally affirming of my own volition that I am not so worthy. The rest doesn't matter. But that it started wherever I came awake. I awakened to the fact that I was literally affirming, declaring out loud, not like a secret thought that I was hiding but affirming out loud my unworthiness. So I'm, I'm saying to you that it's very common. In fact, it's a practice in some organizations that, that is the, that's the, the belief system. That's part of it. And I'm not criticizing that. I'm simply going on record. I don't believe that. And I left the room, not physically, but do y'all know you leave before your body does? So before I ever wrote the letter that I ultimately wrote resigning my membership, because I knew that we were not in alignment, but it took me a good while to get that. It's about the relationship. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, when I think about Emily Cady saying, our liberty comes from an understanding of the mind. I'm believing she's saying how life gets to be the way it is. That liberty comes from our awareness of how did I get here? Well, I realize that some, some aspects of my living during that period were absolutely connected to the fact that I was affirming and on some level believing that I was not so worthy as to gather up the crumbs under the table. I'm not even clear where that comes from. I just know that my life was transformed in my letting go of that as even an option. And I don't want to make it sound really simple because I had to work. But I knew I had to work. Why? Because I understand how life gets to be the way it is. It's by what we believe and what we know. And some part of me was engaged in knowing my unworthiness. You see, there was not an affirmation that then we did later that talked about the worthiness. We were bathed in the unworthiness. And so this is different because I want us bathing, swimming in the pool of worthiness, the pool of deservability, the pool of love and inclusion and acceptance. Everybody's not going to greet you that way. This is why you're going to have to take the onus is on you. You're going to have to take responsibility for knowing you're worthy. See, I'm not believing when you leave here and stop by if I have brunch that they're going to come to the table and say, Lord, you are so worthy. <laughs> I could tell the moment you entered 
that you deserved everything we have here and more. You're not likely to run into people who are going to affirm your worthiness and your deservability. What? You're going to have to know. You're going to have to know that whatever they say or however they are, that does not change the truth of your being. It's time for us to awake to right thoughts. The world is going to offer us lots of choices. We're going to have to scoot to the side the ones that don't support the greater truth and embrace those that do. To know that, and this is, so, so now I want to get to Romans 8 and 17, where, where it begins to, it tells, um, it begins to establish how this relationship can be. Often we are told, we are told that we are our servants. In Scripture, particularly in Romans 8, it, it what? Um, it uses both terms. It uses both servant and, oh, three terms actually, servant, child, and heir. See, if you don't know, if you're not so worthy as to gather up the crumbs under the table, you deserve it. You have a different relationship with the divine. If you can't even, if you can't sit at the table, if you can't get up for at least a piece of the thing. And I love that it's that level of detail. Not just the crumbs on the table, not the leftovers, but the crumbs. Do you hear me? The crumbs under the table. That's another level of unworthiness. You understand what I'm saying? So you have the servant, and then you also have humanity referred to as the child, child of God. And that's an authentic relationship. It's what do you know, though, as the child? Do you know as the child that you are the heir? Because otherwise, you're in a different relationship. You're the child, and you, you, in fact, if you just see yourself as a child of the divine, you are still at the servant level. You know, there's some stuff there. They're going to let you have some of it. You have a little access to it. But if you're just the child, but if you see yourself as the heir, you're still, in, you're still the child. You're the heir, though, which gives you access. Can't you feel your shoulders go back? Because it's yours. It's what that says to an heir. You know, when we think about, some, as I was preparing for this, I thought about, and this is, this is tricky for me, because when you have been around people of privilege, people who know that they're the heir to a bunch of stuff, you know, wealth, when you've been around, there's a different air about it. And I'm not saying it's an air that we want to assume, but there's a knowing. They know. You, you, come on now. I'm not saying you want to act like they act, but there's a knowing. There's no breaking that spirit. I need you to, to if this was tricky for me, because I almost have, feel like I have to fork my tongue to say it, but I think you understand what I mean. So it's not to emulate, but, you know, off the side of your eye, notice. 
that there's a real clarity in terms of the relationship that, you know, I can't write the check right now. And I'm not itching to. But I'm never going to be without. There'll never be a time. You see what I'm saying? And we could argue that you don't really know. You don't know that all those investments are still going to be. But see, because they're not doing that. That's not the game they're playing. They're in the role of I'm an heir. There. You're kind of end of story. <laughs> I don't have to say no more about that. Because I know it's handled. What if we could get to that? What if? What if? Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. What if we could see that we are heirs to all wisdom? That we're heirs to all love? Do you see the difference? So, so we're, no longer, we're no longer stopped by, you see, an heir, it's not that I'm an heir, so look at my bank account. You see, it's not that kind of dot-to-dot -dot correlation. I'm an heir to love, so look at all. No, it's not. But I know that this is only temporary. Come on. This is just, you can call, this is a Polaroid moment right here. This right here, this is just Polaroid. Because the whole truth of my being is that I'm an heir to the all in all. I'm an heir to all wisdom. I'm an heir to all love, which means you can't keep it from me. You can't keep it from me. I'm an heir to all strength, all life, all power. I am an heir to all good. That's what this is saying. Literally, in verse 17, it says, in the uh, Peshitta, which is the Aramaic for English speaking, uh, it says, and if sons, meaning humans, then also heir, well, now we would say humans, then, of course, daughters were not inheriting. So the daughters were not the heirs. So this is more literal in that sense. But now I'm expanding it because we're not, we're not stopping. That's not stopping our game, right? So if humans then also heirs, heirs of the divine of source and co-heirs with Yeshua, the Messiah, then all bets are off in my version of the scripture. All bets are off. There are no limits. But only if you know that. See, there aren't limits, but remember where we started with do you know? What do you know? What do you really know? Not what were you told. Not what did you read somewhere. But what do you know? And if you know that you're an heir, then the onus is on you to claim your inheritance. Yes. So I'm going to ask you to affirm. Well, this is what we're going to translate to an affirmation. Emily Cady says, it is through Christ consciousness is what that is. Not a person. It is through Christ consciousness. The, and by the way, my saying not a person is not a takeaway because adding Christ to Yeshua, <clears throat> I'm 
Adding Christ to Yeshua is not the last name. It is the way to, def- to speak to the consciousness. Because first of all, Yeshua was a more common name. And so we're defining the one, we're, we're being very specific about the one we're talking about. We're talking about the one with the God consciousness. That, you know that boy. The one with the God consciousness, that's the one we're talking about. So she, she says here, it is through Christ consciousness, the indwelling Christ, that, that that is in all of us, but only if you know it. I mean, it's in there, but you won't get no traction unless you know it. And it has as much or as little as we can or dare to claim. So the one who believes, I'm not so worthy as to gather up the crumbs under thy table. That one believes that they can't claim even the crumbs under the table. But there's someone in our midst. And I'm picking you. Who is willing to believe that they have access, that they can receive all that divine source has to offer. And that all is not from a place of greed. There's no way you're going to get all. You're not going to get mine. I'm not going to get yours. He's not going to get hers. Her, She's not going to get his, you know, because that all It's very specific. It's how life gets to be the way it is. It's that it's very personal. It is what? Done unto you as you believe. And we're not in here believing exactly the same thing. There are those places where our beliefs absolutely align and overlap. But there are those places where we believe very differently about what is ideal for you. Your, your sense of what is perfect, whole, perfect, and complete health and well-being for you. We're not trying to match that up, that you get to determine that that's exactly what health is for me. Some of us don't even... Okay. So here we go. Here's our affirmation. I now claim, I'm going to read it first. I now claim my rightful inheritance, the inheritance God wants me to have in my daily life. I'll read it in part so that we can recite it together. Yes? I now claim my rightful inheritance. The inheritance God wants me to have. In my daily life. So it is. So look, my sense is that on some level, some of y'all in the room or at home are wondering, so what is this? You know, what manner of practice of love? What is this that makes us do right when we want to do wrong? Yes, isn't that what we're talking about? It's the transformation of our being. What is this that when I'm down low, it gives me a song even? What is this? I'm going to ask you to listen up. 
because Brannis and David have something for you. What is this? Keep setting my soul on fire Whatever it is Whatever it is Whatever it is It won't let me Hold my peace What is this That makes people say strange what is this that makes me love all the same whatever it is whatever it is whatever it is it won't let me To tell the world I've been born again What is this That I feel deep inside What is this That keeps setting my soul on fire Whatever it is Whatever it is Whatever it is Whatever it is. Sorry, 
Thank you, Brannis McKenzie and David Dupart. What is this? It is the divine thing itself that is always giving, and we are deserving of every good thing, which means we have the opportunity to participate in a divine cycle of giving and receiving. So that brings us to our time of gracious giving here at Heart and Soul Center of Light. We have multiple ways in which you can give here at Heart and Soul. You can send a check to Heart and Soul Center of Light, 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also go onto our website at heartsoulcenter.org slash give and do your giving there because we've got it set up where you can do a one-time gift if that works for you or recurring giving, setting up a recurring time and amount that gives automatically without your paying attention to it much at all. You can also grab your smartphone and text the word GIVE to 510-500-5849. Whatever way you choose to give is absolutely right and perfect. And at Heart and Soul Center of Light, we engage our tradition of blessing our good before it is given because we want to infuse our gift with the goodness that we envision it bringing about in the world. So wherever you happen to be in the world, I invite you to take your gift in hand and maybe place it right over your heart. And let us say our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world because I know God as source. And so it is. And as our welcome circle facilitates our in-house giving, I'm going to ask our amazing music maker, extraordinaire Mr. David Dupart, to give us a little musical interlude. Thank you.
So just giving thanks. Give, David Dupart, you better play, boy. <laughs> you better play. Oh, just giving thanks for, let me just say that. Mm, David came to the rescue as of yesterday afternoon. So all that you are experiencing is the reason we know and recognize him as a musician extraordinaire. To just right, step right into the right into the gap and uh, do the thing. Grateful and giving thanks for Brannis McKenzie for our musical inspiration today. Yes, yes, yes. And also just thankful for everyone in sacred service. Um, our virtual service team, our team that is uh, greeting you online, those folks in the building, the ones online, our hospitality folks, the welcome circle, facilities and beautification, Because, but for them it'd be a hot mess. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Divine flow and our prayer and care village. Just grateful. Grateful to you at home and those of you in the room for showing up. This is why we do it, is because we have a calling on our hearts. Absolutely. We see you, we love you, and we thank God for you. Yesterday, I know some of I know y'all at home cannot see me, and because we're showing you something else right now. And um, this is important. Yesterday, a cadre of folks came together to help transform. This is when we say the onus is on us. So there's a plot of land directly in front of our building, and it was, it was a mess. And we talked amongst ourselves, and we, you know, we going to do it, and it was going to happen, and all of that. And then, thank you, LaShawn. And then, and then there's a moment when somebody realizes that the onus is on them because they just go keep talking about it. To have it be different. And so the photos you see are some before and after, but they work that. So it's now, you know, there's a certain pride immediately. You know, you don't know how shame you were as you duck, you know, around and try to act like you don't see it. And, but that's the thing we want to shift so that we can live large and free, not hiding, not the shadow stuff that we're acting like does not exist for us, yes? And so we're there in terms, so we're just giving thanks for the sacred service and the way that everything has unfolded. And I don't know about y'all, but I have been rocking every morning with Paul Eugene. I do it on some of the mornings that we don't even do the thing. But let me just say that we still have, you know, we did it. This was our gratitude in motion. It was a part of our anniversary uh, service for self. And so the last two dates, we have Monday and Tuesday, and then y'all know that ends November. So what we're having is Monday and Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific time. And if you just, you can find it on our website so that you can get the webinar ID. I'm not required, don't, do whatever you need to do to get it. And it is on our website. Uh, it's via Zoom webinar. Let me say that because somebody wasn't showing up. They told me just recently because they didn't want to be seen. Ain't nobody looking at you. It's a webinar. We can't see each other. 
not getting your fit on because you thought somebody was looking at you. Please. So, but you get another chance. You can correct all that behavior. Because in December, we are doing Paul Eugene the same way via webinar. So show up Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific time. And then on Wednesdays at 7.30. You know, we do prayer at 7 a.m. So go get your prayer and then get your move on. You see what I'm saying? Just be fit. Then on Thursday at 11.30 a.m., this is our December schedule, Pam Grimm is doing strength and conditioning, and that is a Zoom call where you would either, you either have to stop your video or they all go see you. And on Saturday morning at 8 a.m., same thing. All levels are invited, strength and conditioning with Pam Grimm. Can you see what we're doing? We are getting our entire selves in order because you need a body to do this life. So all the spiritual work you do, if you don't have no body in shape to carry it out, I'm just saying. So this handles all of that. And then in terms of mind and spirit, because, uh, well, not a because, imagining justice in December. So the first, uh, so what we have going on for December is the first week of December. It's Sacred Conversations, A Heart Full of Love. It's our health and well-being circle. We'll be facilitating that first Wednesday in December. The second Wednesday, uniting the world through divine creativity and service with love activists in action, Joelle Saint-Clien. And then the third week in December is a virtual open mic night and gratitude celebration. They just say, bring it, folks. I know that's going to be fun. One, because there's some talented folks, and because there's an openness in our heart, one, for us to discern divine spirit. And then for the, they're off for the rest of the month so that we can be engaged in our holiday activities, et cetera. And so they'll be back on January 5th after that. We'll keep you posted. You already heard that today is the last day to register for the Art and Science of Spiritual Mind Treatment. Uh, empower your prayer, transform your life. And so that begins on this Tuesday. You'd need to be registered in advance. Um, it's this Tuesday through December 14th, December 14th, and then they take a Christmas break, holiday break, and they're back on January 1st through January 4th through February 1st. And then I want to remind you for our 12th anniversary, there's a limited edition 12th anniversary t-shirt, which is way cute. It has our matron saint. It's really acknowledging that it that every great dream begins with a dreamer. Heart and soul is a dream come true for many, for some of us anyhow. Let me not try to speak for y'all. But for some of us, it's absolutely a dream come true. This is the dream of where would I want to be to get my spiritual sustenance, etc. And so uh, Mother Harriet represents that for us. And so you can, you can order and receive your t-shirt. And so I'm going to ask you to just bring your attention to center. And just be willing. For anyone who is at home and 
frustrated because you aren't seeing anything but the images that we're putting up. It's because we're having a little challenge with our video, with our camera, I should say. And so this is an opportunity to accept what is in peace and with grace. So for those folks who are willing, the prayer has already begun for you. With you embracing acceptance with a gracious attitude. And so the rest of us will bring into our consciousness as well an attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving for what is. Oh, I'm just grateful for knowing that there is one life, one whole, perfect, and complete life that surrounds, literally surrounds and enfolds me, always has held me and lifted me and guided me and guarded me and lit my path. I am so grateful for this awareness. For all of the sorrowful moments and all of the regrets, I know and I know that I know that I was held and protected and lifted up and guided and guarded. I am grateful. And I know that this is not just true for me, that it is simply true. It's the way it works for each and every one of us at all times. We might have to switch our shift, rather, our perspective, our perception of how it is and what is happening in order to see and feel and know the presence of the divine, of divine source actively expressing in every millisecond. Oh, I just give thanks. I know, and I know that I know, that something quite magnificent is happening not just here and now, but it always has. Our ancestors experienced the gift of the divine, the gift of God, the gift of spirit, the gift of knowing, the gift of love, of peace, of joy. That's how we got to this magnificent place in time where we could actively choose what to believe. Everybody is not experiencing that. And so I'm grateful that in this moment, I know and I know that I know that I'm a choice, that I'm choosing right now to believe and know something beyond my experience yesterday and last year and a decade ago, that I'm standing in this divine and perfect moment, this moment that holds absolutely everything required for my next step, that I stand in divine acceptance knowing that it's all available to me, that I claim it now. And I speak this word on behalf of anyone who is willing to have it be so for them, to accept it as so for them. I declare that for each and every one of us, I now claim our rightful inheritance. The inheritance that the divine has prepared for us, is offering us. 
for each and every one of us uniquely to have in our individual daily lives. Oh, I am grateful. I'm grateful for the power in the truth spoken. That's how I know I can say it on behalf of everyone. It's not because it's my word. It's because it's the truth and truth has power. Knowing the truth frees us from the non-truth. And so I'm giving thanks for the freedom, for the divine liberation, for the shift, for the change, for the love that flows so freely and makes possible our next step. Oh, I'm just so grateful. So grateful for this awareness. And it is an absolute perfect gratitude that I release this word, that I know that it's done and done well in the divine, in the living one, in the strong one, that I release it, that I literally am turbocharging it with my faith and my willingness to know that it's done. That it's done wholly and completely. And I simply get out of the way and allow it to be. I seal it for all eternity by simply saying, Ashe, Amen. And so it is. Love matters.